eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Fly the W podcast. This is season one. This is episode number six. It's beat down in the Bronx. We've been talking about that so far to start the show. And it's now time, Crowley, to take a look at some of the younger up-and-comers, some of the guys that the Cubs were able to get when they did the big sell-off last year. And our next guest, Brandon King, voice of the high-A affiliate South Bend Cubs, is going to fill us in on some of that young talent right now. Brandon, how's uh, how's the weekend? How's the season going so far? Uh, Dustin Crawley, it's an honor for me to be talking to you guys and to be jumping on. Uh, season has been a blast, and I think anybody that follows the Chicago Cubs minor league system and that is in touch with the level of prospects that are here in South Bend all season long, the star power is insane. And, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of these guys, but just in the last week and a half or so, getting a guy like Pete Crow Armstrong up to South Bend has been a lot of fun. And uh, Cubs are playing some good ball. They're right in the playoff hunt. There's going to be a first half playoff spot on the line coming up here in the next couple weeks. Cubs are right in that. And, you know, we're already halfway through the minor league season, which is a little bit crazy to say. So you guys are the high A affiliate and something that was really cool that Marquis has been doing has been broadcasting some games. You and Max Tama, your uh, announcer, your co-announcer, you guys got to do a marquee game on Thursday night. Tell us about that. Oh, man. Uh, you know, being two Chicago guys, I know Max and I were thrilled to get the opportunity. And what's even cooler is, as you said, Crawley, we're going to get multiple opportunities to show the Cubs faithful, the prospects that are coming up. And you know, I'm a Mokina, Illinois native. My family lives all around the south suburbs. I have some aunt and uncles in Michigan and Wisconsin and Indiana. So they all got to tune in as well. I think the coolest part for me, just talking from a personal standpoint, was uh, you know, my 90-year-old grandparents who are from Italy, um, they got to watch me on TV for the first time. And I, I, don't, I don't know if there was a, some nerves to go along with that, knowing that they were watching for the first time, but it was exciting for sure. And, but even more so, it was a great Cubs win. It was a shutout win, 2 nothing. Owen Casey had the game-winning hit in the eighth inning. You know what's funny is we did a couple marquee, like, test runs last year, and the first one was a rainout in which it was the game was stopped after three innings. We did not score. The second <laughs> one, we got shut out. So we're walking into the park on Thursday. We're like, man, we got to put up a couple runs. It gets to the eighth inning. We still have not scored. But finally, Casey pushes across a couple, and it was a big Cubs win. 
That was a blast off the bat, 111 miles per hour. Really an impressive shot. And you guys did a great job calling the game. There is a lot of reasons for people to go to South Bend. It's not a far drive. Uh, but one of the things you guys ha really have is pitching. Um, yeah. You have a lot of great pitching. You started the season, you opened up, and you still do. Uh, tell the people uh, wh which pitchers have really been kind of turning some heads down in South Bend. I think you have to start with DJ Hurst, Crawley, uh, who is a top 10 Chicago Cubs prospect. He was drafted out of high school in the Theo Epstein regime, which, as you guys know, there were not a lot of high school pitchers selected by Theo and Jed together. But Hurst is one of those guys, eighth-round pick from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And the numbers he has put up over the last couple weeks especially, he was named the Midwest League Pitcher of the Week after he struck out 12 Dayton Dragons one thing to keep in mind about Dayton, they're the top team in the league. They're the Cincinnati Reds affiliate. Reds have a hell of a farm system. And hers set them down like it was nothing. So hers has been strong. Another name that folks will want to know is Jordan Wicks, the first-round pick of the Cubs in 2021. He actually made his professional debut on Marquee Sports Network last September in South Bend, which was really cool to do. He just tossed a scoreless inning, but he's been given the full leash this year. And uh, Wixie has been fun to watch. I, I think he has the best changeup I've ever seen in minor league ball. And that changeup, which, of course, we've seen through the Cubs organization, think about lefties like John Lester and Cole Hamels that have been through. I mean, the Cubs know how to teach changeups coming from the experiences they've had at the big league level. And Wicks' changeup, it's everything is advertised. So I think you got to start with the two lefties in Wicks and hers. And top to bottom, the Cubs bullpen on the back end has been strong, too. So it's exciting. Manny Espinosa is a name that not a lot of people might be familiar with. And, and he kind of has that like closers mentality, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think so. And it's funny you put it that way because he has been in a starting role. He started last year at Myrtle Beach under Buddy Bailey, but he was working in relief to start his career in the AZL after the Cubs signed him out of Mexico. But he's got the stuff that can work both in the rotation and out of the bullpen. But he has stepped in a role where there were a couple injuries to start the season. He started the year in the bullpen, and now he has moved to the rotation, and he's put up simply the best right-handed numbers in the Cubs organization over the last month or so. We actually thought he was going to vouch for the Chicago Cubs minor league pitcher of the month after Owen Casey took the minor league player of the month. But I think the way that he pitches – He's not going to blow you away 97, 98 on the heater. He's crafty in a way that he'll throw 92, 93. He's got a wicked changeup and as well as a developing slider. And you're right, Crawley, that he's not going to show up on a top 30 prospect board. But the stuff that he brings on a nightly basis or a weekly basis when he goes every five days, it's dynamic. The one guy I want to talk about before uh, Dustin moves on to the outfielders is my guy, Cole Franklin from Oklahoma. I love this guy. Uh, you know, he had an uh, injury last year and he's kind of coming back this year. Tell me what's going on with Cole. Yeah, it's really fun to have Cole in South Bend because, as you know, he had that wild two-year layoff with COVID and then the surgery last year with the oblique and multiple other problems. So, the last time that he pitched before April was in South Bend in August of 2019, days before we won the Midwest League Championship. He pitched one of those last regular season games just kind of as a test after he posted an ERA right around two at short season Eugene at the time. You know, Cole has had an interesting season where 
they're they're still stretching out and really lengthening his arm. The longest outing he has had all year has been three innings. He pitched earlier today, and Crawley, I was telling you this off the air, where he looked great to start innings today. It was the wildest thing where he sent down, he worked three innings, the first two frames, he sent down the first two guys he faced, first inning, two go down easy, then the next guy comes up, walks, and then the next guy comes up in homers. Then the second inning, two go down easy, then double, walk, double, and with two outs, it was Cedar Rapids able to lay four runs on Cole Franklin. But I think the stuff is there. Um, he had a great change up today. Also, he's been working on a 12-6 curveball, which is a little new in that repertoire. Um, really good north-south movement. And if that continues to develop and he can have three reliable pitches plus throwing 100 miles an hour, he's going to figure it out. And I think it's a mix right now, guys, of him still lengthening out that arm, getting stronger, and as well, I mean, the guy had a two-year full layoff. That's not easy to do. You're listening to the Fly the W podcast, Brandon King. Announcer for the South Bend Cubs is our guest this week. We've been talking about pitching. Now let's move over to some offense. Let's talk about the outfielders. You've said his name a couple times, but let's dive a little deeper, Brandon. Owen Casey, tell everybody about him. He was the uh, biggest probably name, I guess, in the in the U Darvish trade. He's ranked as the eighth best prospect for the Cubs at this point. Absolutely. And he was definitely the headlining prospect, Dustin, in that U Darvish trade where uh, the Cubs got a lot of pieces, including Zach Davies last year at the big league level. But of course, the real story are the minor leaguers that they got back. Uh, two of them, including Casey, are in South Bend right now. Yeas in Santana is the other one, an infielder. But focusing specifically on Casey, I think folks in Chicago saw the news, the minor league player of the month for May. And everybody should be excited because of the April that Casey had. Owen Casey is 19 years old, guys. He doesn't turn 20 for another full month. And usually, 19-year-olds, when you're sending them to low A, it's a challenge. They sent Owen Casey to high A to start this year. You know, I remember in 2019, we got Brennan Davis as a 19-year-old. We got Cole Roeder as a 19-year-old. As mentioned, we had Cole Franklin as a 19-year-old. Low A is hard for teenagers. High A, that's a whole new challenge. So Owen has been working closely um, along with D'Angelo Jimenez, Cubs bench coach, who was a former big leaguer with the White Sox, the Reds, the Yankees, as well as hitting coach Dan Puente. Dan is actually pretty much the right-hand man for Chicago Cubs director of hitting Justin Stone. They work together at elite baseball training in Chicago. So they're getting first-class coaching here. Um, but Owen, after a tough April, I think here in the Midwest League, it's tough because being around the lake, right, in April, a lot of times there's cold nights and it's windy and you, you get to 10 o'clock and the sun sets, it's kind of gross. And, uh, you know, we even had snow on, on opening weekend, so not easy. Um, but he really started to hit the ball towards the back end of April. And in May, 313 with the average. Uh, he had his first career multi-home run game. Crawley, you talked about that laser home run that we had um, just a few days ago at Four Winds Field. 111 MPH on the exit below. And uh, originally it was forecasted as a 400 foot home run. Then when you look at the video again, the ball went over the scoreboard, which is not 400 feet away. I mean, it's at least a 450 shot. So this wow. kid is 19. He's still growing into his body guys. And um, the it's unbelievable what he can potentially do someday. Another young guy that's here in South Bend with the Cubs, Pete Crow Armstrong. That was some big news a couple weeks back. He moved up 
to the South Bend team. He was a big part of the hobby trade from the Mets. They kind of gave up on the guy. Talk about his offense and his defense. Let me start with the defense. Uh, you can have a ball. You can, if I could buy a ticket to sit in the broadcast booth and watch this guy take BP fly balls, I absolutely would. I mean, PCA is having the time of his life in center every day he's been here shagging fly balls. He made one play where there was a line drive pretty well hit towards the left center field gap during BP. He makes a catch by reaching his glove behind his neck and making like a reverse style catch. It was ridiculous. Um, he plays a really smooth center field. He commands the outfield well, but you know, his bat Dustin is dynamic. Uh, he had his first four wins field home run in the series against Cedar Rapids. His first five hits with the South Bend Cubs, four of them were extra base hits. Um, he barrels the ball. And that's a really popular term nowadays, I feel. I, I hear the term barrel a ball, I think, more so than I had any season. Maybe that's what Dustin Kelly and the Cubs hitting program in the minors focuses on most. But, you know, Owen Casey was on marquee not too long ago. His goal is to get a barrel a game. And same case for PCA. We were talking to him on marquee on Thursday. A barrel a game is what these guys want. I can tell you they had multiple barrels in this series against Cedar Rapids. So he's certainly exciting. And, you know, when somebody looks at that Javi Baez trade, guys, and sees, all right, so the Cubs got this kid, Pete Pro Armstrong, for Javi Baez. And I think Williams was in that deal too, right? I mean, that was a two-for-one deal, basically. So you get one prospect back. All you have to do is watch this kid take BP, shag fly balls, you know, man, that's some talent right there. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team absolutely and then uh you also have uh jordan Uagu, who was a third round pick and and both him and owen were from canada which i thought was interesting i think they're both from ontario i don't know how big ontario is so i don't know if it's just like you know saying you're from chicago you've never been to you've never been to canada Carl? never been to canada eh? but the, you know and then you also have Johendrik pinago who was signed out yeah. of venezuela and and like i said i mean you can go to four winds field any of the nights and, and you, you can have a, just a completely dynamic outfield plus a DH. It's wild. And these guys are taking turns, what you just said. Some nights it might be Wogu in left, TCA in center, Casey in right, Pinango DHing. Some nights it might be Wogu in center, PCA in right, whoever's DHing. I mean, the combinations are endless for Lance Rimmel, who is in his first season as South Bend Cubs manager. Uh, Wogu was born in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the capital, but his family almost immediately moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan. He plays college ball with the Michigan Wolverines. So uh, he's, you know, he has dual citizenship, but he's not a 
true Canadian, I guess. Owen Casey is definitely full Canadian. Uh, his family is actually here or was here this week. Uh, his mom was on hand to watch that big time home run and his uncle as well. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, man, the, the, the outfield is the story here. And we, we talked about pitching a moment ago, but as you said, the power, the ability, the potential of all these guys. I mean, Wogu is a genetic freak. You see him work out. You see him pump iron. It's something to see. Pinango is only 19 years old still. I, it, it's the outfield of 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. And it's so much fun to look at and imagine these guys one day being up at Wrigley. You know, Christopher Morrell was a South Bend Cub in 2019. Unfortunately, he could not win the championship because he got hurt that year. He wasn't on the championship roster, but he played, you know, 50-some games with the Cubs. And at that time, he was a 19-year-old. And I can tell you guys with the fullest remembrance that the Christopher Morrell that we're watching right now at Wrigley Field, that was the Christopher Morrell we're watching, or we were watching in South Bend at Four Winsfield. It's the same exact guy. And just like these fellas that we just talked about, Pinango and Wogu and PCA and Casey, uh, they're all not only good dudes, but they're fantastic baseball players. So um, hope you guys can make it out and come watch because it's uh, the ticket's worth it. And how really quick, really quick, I want to follow up on something you just said though about yeah, of the group of guys that we just talked about there. Who would be a guy potentially, if given the opportunity, like Morell was given? Who who could you see if we were having this conversation a year from now in June? Who who might be able to make that kind of jump and have the type of um, run that Morell has had so far? Mm, that's a good question. I would have to go with Pete Crow Armstrong because I had a scout tell me earlier this week that they believe that PCA could be in the big leagues right now from a defensive perspective. They think that PCA could be in the big leagues again right now and be a top 15 outfielder defensively in the big leagues. Now, it's a matter of the back converting, right? But as we have seen, magic at Wrigley Field, Christopher Morrell, home run in his first at-bat, buddies with Wilson Contreras, dapping up umpires at Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with PCA – just from the defensive route, I don't know. A year from now, it's, it would be tough for their bats. But, man, I, I don't think it's going to be too long before we are saying that, like, all right, Owen Casey's 21. It, it's not going to be long here, especially, you know, you don't know if he's going to get the call to double A this year. If he does, great for him. As a 19-year-old, that's fantastic. But, you know, if he, whenever he gets to Tennessee and if he's putting up numbers in the Southern League, man, it's not going to be long. Now, one story, when I went out there in April, I got to see Ed Howard and talk to Ed Howard. And, and we've, Dustin and I and, and UBK have known him for a very long time, the Jackie Robinson West Little League team and all of that. That injury was just so deflating, that weird hip check by the first baseman. And you just, when you saw it, you hoped, please not, you know, but it looks like the year is going to be lost. Have you guys heard anything from Ed or has he been around the team at all? No, he is um, in full rehab. He's not traveling with the team any longer. A 60-day IL. Um, so I, I did text Ed after it happened. Just wanted to pass along my well wishes because he's a great kid, man. He's a great kid, and it was a joy to be around him. You know, it's funny for Ed Howard. At the time he got hurt, the bat was really starting to get pretty smooth in, at the Midwest League, which is weird because you can look back at – a shortstop like Labor Torres when he was a South Bend Cub. 
You can look at a guy like Andy Weber, who is a prospect at the double-A level. He was our shortstop in 2019 on that championship team. Usually in the Midwest League, I talked about the weird weather in April earlier, it's the glove that transitions slowest, and it's the bat that usually is consistent to start the year, just because they have had so many reps in Arizona and they're ready for the grind. For Ed, his bat took a minute. It really took a few weeks for his bat to get going in April. The glove, guys, I'm not joking. I don't think – he made every single play possible, and he made a few plays that you're like, man, how the hell did he do that? But every single ball that got hit to him that was in range and playable, he made the play. And usually, again, I Glaber Torres in 2015, I've heard stories about how he had a really tough time in the Midwest League in April. Andy Weber – Webb would be the first one to tell you that he struggled with the glove to start 2019. Then he became the most reliable shortstop in the Midwest League the rest of the year. For Ed, it was really, really interesting to see the glove be the story and then the bat slowly take off, but it really was. I can tell you we saw enough of uh, Glabar's bat this weekend, BK. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Something, man. It's something. Hey, real quick, before we let you go, we appreciate you spending a couple minutes with us. Tell us about – We've talked about all the great young talent. Now, if we want to mm-hmm. see this great young talent in, in person for ourselves down in South Bend, talk about the game experience and talk about a couple of special uh, promotions you guys have coming up. Uh, guys, the production staff and the promotion staff at Four Winds Field is second to none. It's led up by Chris Hagstrom. Probably you know Chris very well, and um, you saw him last time you were at Four Winds Field. Uh, again, Chris is my direct boss. He's a terrific friend of mine, and the planning that goes into – what happens at Four Winds Field every year is fantastic. A uh, few things coming up that fans will want to know. Wednesday, June 22nd, 7.05 game against the Peoria Chiefs. Peoria, the former Cub affiliate, they're now the Cardinal affiliate. So that's Cubs-Cardinals Midwest League style. We swept them in six games last time they were here, by the way. So I'll be looking for a little uh, lower revenge. Uh, it'll be Pride Night, uh, a Pride Scarf giveaway for the first 1,000 fans uh, that's presented by our bar in South Bend. So Pride Night, always a night we look forward to in downtown South Bend. As well, coming up, Dino Day. That's going to be on Sunday, June 26th. That's always fun for the kids. It's uh, dinosaur exhibits across the concourse. It's on a Sunday. It's great family entertainment, great family value. Uh, our boy Jody Davis is going to be doing an appearance as well in downtown South Bend. That's Wednesday, July 6th. Uh, you'll have the opportunity to meet Jody Davis if uh, fans take a trip out. And then this is one I know that Chris is very, very excited about. Marvel's Defender of the Diamond. Um, Through the partnership with Marvel and the South Bend Cubs, the first 1,000 fans through the gates are going to get a free Marvel giveaway item. And Marvel Day, the South Bend Cubs are going to wear special jerseys as well. There's going to be a guest appearance by the Incredible Hulk himself. So that should be pretty fun. So I know that's a night that... Chris always looks forward to, and the partnership between the South Bend Cubs and Marvel is one that he's really proud of. And if people have never been there before, Four Winds Fields always, always is in the top for best minor league stadium. Like you said, the game day experience, they just make sure you have a lot of fun. There's a lot of things to do in the South Bend area. We had a blast of it. And BK, you can you can attest, I threw a strike when I threw that first pitch out there. I mean... <laughs> hell yeah you did hell yeah you threw a strike i was right I mean, in there on, we need yeah. a video we need some video of that to put up on uh, the uh, on the social i can ask chris for the video for sure but yeah actually um ballpark digest four wins field just took home 
another uh, first place award. They have been named the high A's best ballpark in the country. So I know that's an honor for the likes of, you know, Andrew Berlin, chairman and owner of the South Bend Cubs. He's a partner with the Chicago Cubs. Andrew's a great guy and Joe Hart, team president, Nick Brown's the general manager. So I know that's an award that means a lot to the staff. And look, man, I, I really mean it when I say that, you know, South Bend holds a special place in my heart. My dad went to Notre Dame. I grew up a diehard fighting Irish football fan. And, you know, when I was a kid, I always looked as I looked at South Bend as like, you know, a magical place because I knew coming out on Saturdays, watching Notre Dame football was going to be a blast. Now getting to work here over the last three seasons and be a part of the organization, you know, it's, it's my goal one day to be in Chicago at Wrigley. And um, it's just an honor to work with this staff. So it's a lot of fun. Really quick, really quick. You just mentioned it. I was going to ask anyway. But take take us back a couple steps. We're talking about the young Cubs getting um, their feet underneath them, if you will, and learning the learning the trade. Tell, tell everybody, as a local guy made good, as we like to say on the Mully and Haw show, how did you get to this point that you're at? And then what's the goal? You just mentioned getting back to Chicago. So take us through. Did you did you get into this in high school in college? Where'd you go to school? Where were you before South Bend? And, and where what's the next step? Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Dustin. And I'm a graduate of Lincoln Way East High School in Frankfort, Illinois. It's a big public school on the south side. Funny enough, uh, Ed Howard's Mount Carmel, uh, they were a football rival of ours. So I kind of joked with Ed when he got here about the LWE and the Mount Carmel rivalry. But yeah, I started doing play-by-play of my high school's football and basketball games. I I think I hit literally 160 my freshman year of high school on the team. So I realized, all right, so that's not happening. But uh, I, I got into broadcasting because my grandpa, um, who has now passed on, he uh, he actually sold advertising and uh, worked in marketing in the city in the 50s and 60s. Uh, you know, he was working with the Hawks and the Cubs, and I, I got an interest in radio because of him and uh, got the opportunity in high school to broadcast, like I said, basketball, baseball, and football, then went to college at Butler University in Indianapolis, which is where my off-season gig is. I'm with uh, ESPN Indy um, for my offseason gig as a host and a update guy. But I, I think the baseball journey, it all started when I was in the Cape Cod Baseball League in 2016. That was my first stop uh, out in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. After I graduated from Butler, my first year was with the Boise Hawks, former Cub affiliate, actually. Uh, they used to be a Colorado Rockies affiliate. They are now an unaffiliated baseball team. But when I was with them, they were the Rockies. So in that league, guys, the Northwest League, it is the longest bus rides in the country. Our shortest <laughs> ride was six and a half hours. Our longest ride was 14 hours up to Vancouver, BC. But I had a blast. The entire team was basically my age, and we had a lot of fun. And then after Boise, I got hired in South Bend in 2018. I've been here since, and I love it here. But yeah, you know, it's really cool. And I'm very proud to say this that over the last couple of years, Pat Hughes has become my mentor. Um, you know, I'd mentioned my Italian grandparents a little bit earlier. They picked me up from school every day. And when the Cubs were on the radio on WGN at the time, and then ultimately the score, uh, we listened to them on, on the way back from school every day, Pat and Ron. And uh, Pat has become my mentor over the last couple of years, and he helps me out immensely. And guys, my dream since I was a kid was is to become the broadcaster for the Chicago Cubs. And I'm having a blast here in South Bend and just hope to put my uh, fingerprint on the organization and keep working hard. Well, when you get up there, don't forget to fly the W podcast. We appreciate you coming on, BK. Best of luck to the rest of the South Bend guys, to Max and Chris. Tell everyone we say hello, and we'll have you back on again, okay? Dustin Crowley, appreciate you guys having me.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.